Hello, it's another Talking Around the House with Terry McHugh. Uh, and I'm not actually in the house this week. No, I am in the car. So I don't know what way this is going to be. Whether you're going to hear more car than you are of me, or you're going to hear more whatever. But we'll see how we get on. Raise them in the car as I'm heading to a gig. Um, I normally record this on a Thursday. It's Thursday, and I'm headed to Derry for... Uh, the gig in the Brickworks up in Derry, which is still my favourite club gig in the country. Uh, it's run by the best people, my favourite people in comedy, uh, Peter Yvonne and Bobby. They're absolute legends. And they booked me the headline this week, so uh, this month. It's a monthly one, first Thursday of every month. So I'm driving up to Derry on Jubilee Day to tell jokes. I've noticed that my key ring is rattling. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, now I'm not in the main road, or anything like I'm in my driveway here at the minute, so don't be thinking I'm doing mad things and fucking playing my key rings while I'm driving and all, for I'm not. Uh, so I'm just going to take that key ring off and then I'll stop jangling about and then that'll be less annoying for everybody. There we go. Alright, right, now. The things I do. Jim uh, headline in the night and... I was talking to my agent the other day and we were talking about, I want to do, and our, the roads are flooded everywhere. Jesus, that's me on the axle roads. Well, I'd say axle roads, but um, the roads are in our way. They're like the width of one car, but they're a two-way street. Uh, Colchies are useless kind of thing. I've still, 14, 15 years down here driving, it's still is mental to me. And there is a fucking van. Is he See, this is what annoys me about this. People driving, and they're in cars that are actually designed to go off-road. They're in a car that can, you know, could drive up the side of the fucking cave hill. But you meet them on the roads here, and they won't pull in six inches in the grass firs to let you past because there's some yummy mummy decking. Oh, my Jeep, I can't get my Jeep dirty, and oh, I don't want to pull in, and, you know, reverse a bit, but there's a bit, you know, I, don't, I can't reverse, because people here can't drive backwards, clearly. Uh, do everything else fucking backwards. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I was talking to Agent Dorda, and I've, uh, it's been how many years now? Let's see, I did many strokes of luck. Three years ago. It's three years since I last done full-length show and uh, I didn't want to just go straight in and book one straight back out of lockdown COVID's and all the rest I thought you know what I'll, I'll get a you know feel for this again and, and to be honest with you during lockdown I quit comedy altogether I wasn't doing it anymore so I wasn't going to book a full-length show I thought you know I'll go, I'll go back I don't GX tour that's what sort of pulled me back in the other thought I'll do that and I'll see how I feel so yeah no I, you know what I need to do a full-length show but the thing is I uh, I'm not. I, it's it's a show that's been rattling around my head for years. Right? It's called World on a String, and it's the stories about me being out being a wee wee I've mentioned it before on this. Uh, and the problem with that show is that you're going to throw obviously yo-yo tricks into it. Now there's there's loads of stories I could tell about when I was away yo-yoing, right? But there's no point in doing a show about that unless you're going to throw a trick in there again. Like you know what I mean? Uh, and the problem is if you do a big venue with that. The yo-yo thing sort of loses it a bit because I mean, if you're sitting, you know, thirty rows back, you're not going to see what I'm doing. So then you've got to start 
you know, you've got technical problems there where you're going, right, well, what we do is we put a screen up and, you know, someone can film the, the tricks and people can see it on the screen and all. And it just becomes a fucking bit of a mess. So I was looking for small 100-seater sort of tops just to go out and, uh, and run this thing and, and do a show that, as I say, has been rattling around in my head for 10 years. Since I started comedy, I went, you know what? Uh, I should really do a show of it. Uh, so I was talking to him, and uh, a couple of venues were mentioned. Uh, I'm not going to mention any of them, but there's three of them. I'm sort of like, ooh, that'd be well, you know, well, no, there is. There's three of them. I'd be like, ooh, very excited about what we've done there. So I've just sent him bits and pieces, and he's going to talk to them and see which one we can get, you know, a deal with. I know the one I really want. It's like picking a school, I know my first choice. Uh, whether or not they want me is another story. So hopefully they'll have news on that in the uh, coming weeks. And this is the thing, right? You have to come to it. You have to come to it. It has to be tickets, bang, sold out, come on, bit of crack, and in a way. You know, I mean, if I can't sell 100, because I'm going to be doing it in Belfast, and if I can't sell a hundred tickets in my own town, then why am I bothering? You know. Uh, so anyway, so I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to Derry in the Alfa Romeo. Uh, there's a wee bit of a rattle coming out of her. Uh, it's weird on an Alfa Romeo. You will either arrive in style, in flames, or in the other half's car. Uh, I'm in the wee Giulietta, which is a lovely car. The GT sits at the front door like a work of art now. But I'm in the Giulietta, which is lovely. Uh, it's, a, it's one of them sort of, it's a semi-automatic job, right? But it's got the flappy paddles. And I always have the best of crack with the flappy paddles when I'm coming to the apple green. You know, when you're coming off the services in the waterway, uh, I defy anybody with flappy paddles to come out of one of them and not think he's fucking Lewis Hamilton coming out of the pit lane. And uh, now we're on the main, 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 main road. Uh, and you know, I, I bought the GT and it was, and I loved it. And then I went out and I looked at other cars and none of them were Alfa Romeos. And that's, that's the problem. I think once you've had one, it's like, oh my God. And even though, like this one's been touch fucking wood, I'm saying this, but this one hasn't let me down. Well, did, the turbo went on one day. There was smoke coming out of it. Uh, and even with the key out, the engine was still fucking revving it. Fucking... 6,000 RPMs, whatever you call it. Uh, and there's two exhausts in the back of this thing, you know, one on either side of the car. I remember my mate saying to me, was dragging their both functioning exhausts, or it's just alpha aesthetics. And uh, I was like, I don't know. But I'll tell you fucking what, see the day the turbo went and the smoke was coming out of it like nothing normal. Both exhausts and smoke coming out of it. So they both are actually functioning uh, exhausts. Uh, I fucking I, I think I closed the motorway that day because I was parked and I said, "Oh, you want you, you wouldn't believe the fucking smoke." Like I was parked at my sister's, and my sister's house sort of backs onto the motorway a wee bit, and uh, the smoke just started coming out of it. And I was standing there, and like her, the her back door was about I don't know, fucking ten foot away. I couldn't see the black. All I could see was white. I was just enveloped in this fucking smoke. Uh, turns out the engine could have exploded and killed us all. I didn't realize that. So uh, apparently I should have got the fuck out of there, but I didn't. I more just sat in the car waiting for it to blow up. Uh, but other than that, this side of things been happy days. Uh, that right, Alfie?
but my dream car has always been a DeLorean. Anyone that's seen any of my shows in the past will know I have a, a thing about DeLoreans. Uh, they're just a fucking, you know, I mean, yes, there's the Back to the Future thing, right, obviously. But the fact that they were made in Belfast and the fact that your man DeLorean, like, I mean, Jesus Christ, the FBI, the RA, uh, Colombian cartel, fucking all sorts were involved in what was going on in Dunmurray where they made that thing. And it's just like, it, as a story, you watch it, because I don't know, you might have seen the movie. There's a couple of movies, I can't remember the fucking name of it, but it's basically a, uh, it's like a biopic of John DeLorean and the DeLorean car and all the rest. And, you know, if, if it was presented to you as a work of fiction, you'd go, fuck, that's unbelievable. But the fact that it's real, it all happened here is just mental. So I love that car, right? And uh, in fact, one of the first jokes I ever wrote was about wanting a DeLorean. Uh, basically, it was right, always wanted a DeLorean, right? And I'll one, and that's the thing, I get one. I One day I will get a DeLorean. And oh, well, I don't know how, you know, I may become a millionaire comedian. Uh, I might not, probably won't, but I will, one day I'll have a DeLorean at the front door. One, about one way or another uh but the, the when i get it i'm gonna go on to the m1 and i'm gonna hammer up and down the motorway and i'm gonna do it at 88 miles an hour and i'm gonna keep hammered up and down the motorway at 88 miles an hour until the cops pull me over for speeding imagine you're in a glorian cop comes over taps the window you open the door and he goes excuse me sir could you tell me what speed you were doing you get to turn around and go fuck my speed could you tell me what year it is and <laughs> <laughs> you just shut the door, hurtle off into the fucking distance, leave the cops behind. Sure, you, I'm a millionaire, I can afford the fame. Uh, but I've always wanted a DeLorean, and the reason I'm mentioning that is because the new DeLorean was unveiled there the other day. Uh, I think it's the DeLorean Alpha 5, right? Which, it, it, that's, that's just like... You know, like, what are they doing to me? I love my Alfa Romeos. I, you don't want to go, ah, oh, my Alfa. Right? And I love DeLoreans. And now there's a DeLorean Alfa. Uh, the car's made for it. It's an electric version of it. And it doesn't, I mean, it's got the gullwing door still, but it doesn't look like the original DeLorean. You know, apparently, and I don't know what, because I haven't looked that much into this, but apparently the, uh, the design of it is a design that the original DMC company had that was the next car they were planning on making after the first DeLorean. So, you know, apparently it's legit. Uh, when I first seen it, I went, that's not a DeLorean. But the more I look at it, I'm like, ah, not like I can fucking ever afford one, you know what I mean? They're like, going, I'll not be having one of them. Fucking tell you, but the money I'll have to. But the best thing about it is the spec sheet, uh, you know, it's got fucking, it's because it's electric, it's got, you know, the battery power, uh, is in kilowatts, whatever. I still think they should have put it on the spec sheet as 0.00001 gigawatts, but they didn't. Uh, but what they did do, they've got a 0.60 time on it, but they also put a 0.88 on it. And I was, oh my, it's like, yeah, there you go. If I had the money, I would buy it for that fucking reason alone. Uh, but no, not today. I'm not making enough just yet. I mean, I'm not going to make enough tonight to go out and buy a DeLorean. Uh, but one day, one day I'll have one. Uh, it's kind of like selling the Grand Opera House thing. One day I'll, be, I'll do that, and one day I'll, I'll have a DeLorean. If I could drive to the Grand Opera House in the DeLorean, that would be even better. Uh, 
might start doing it downtown radio cash call. Hundred thousand should probably buy me one. Uh, and oh, uh, the other thing as well, uh, I got what well, was the, the thing I'm doing? Ask Terry stuff. Well, I got two emails to Terry McHugh at terrymchughcomedy.com, and generally you can email anything you want, ask anything you want, advice, fucking opinions, random quests, anything, anything at all. Right? But don't ask this. Right? I got one. And I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna mention the guy's name because the idiot didn't even think to uh, use like a you know a burner email address. He's clearly used his own email address with his own full name on it. <laughs> Dear Terry, why are you such an unfunny dick? And you just sort of go, you know, and he's obviously done that thing that would annoy me. And I, that shit doesn't bother me in the slightest. Like, I mean, like I post videos online and people come along and, oh, this is not one bit funny. I did not laugh. This is rubbish. This is shit. Think you're a comedian. And like, I just like their comments because I reckon that'll fucking annoy them more than getting into slobber much with them. Uh, but why are you such an awful like that? And you think to yourself, do you know what, I mean, you've, you've clearly listened to all of these. You know what I mean? You, you're, I'm an old funny dick, but you've spent seven, seven episodes I say I've done, about 20 minutes each. You've spent about two hours or more listening to me being an old funny dick. Why are you wasting your fucking time? And that's, that's what I love about the world now. Is, uh, used to be back in the day, if you seen something on TV you didn't like, you turned it off. If you're listening to something on the radio or whatever that you didn't like, you turned it off. And you didn't watch it again, you didn't listen to it again. If you seen a comedian you didn't like, you just didn't go see him again. Whereas now people have this fucking... Oh, look, there's some Jubilee bunting on a house in Oma. Hey. Uh, people have this obsession with going on and, you know, I thought this was shit and it wasn't funny and it's crap and you're rubbish and I hope you die. Like, just fucking, why are you wasting the time and the effort and the energy to go do that? Just don't fucking listen to stuff. Don't go see stuff. Like, there's things I watch I think are pure shite. Guess what I do? I don't watch them with you. I don't go on the internet fucking, I fucking hate you. Just, you know, fuck off. <laughs> but thanks for listening up to this point. If you're listening to this one, you're welcome to continue listening to Terry McHugh being an unfunny dick. Uh, and the other one I got was, and I know who this one was from, he says, for fuck's sake, would you stop banging on about your running? Uh, and then he says, if you're going to bang on about your running, video it separately and uh, make it funny. Like a, like a video diary of you and then you get the five kilometers and all the rest blah blah blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm summarizing uh and i'm sorry i know every week i've went oh, i've run and i've done this and i've done that and i went you know what he's right i need to stop that because i'm turning them all in rolling dicks uh so i'm not gonna talk about running this week because i knackered my foot uh like properly knackered my foot uh i was cutting across and uh oh no fucking dangerous I was cutting the grass and uh, and here's the thing this is like, I, I have a mate who I keep I keep her going I tell her she's posh and all the rest and she's always saying you're posh than me your house is fancier than mine and all that kind of stuff but it, it's like it's a running thing though too it was uh, turning a fucking heat in there uh, and I've, I've, at the weekend I sort of came to the conclusion well, I think she may be right but I think I might be the posh one in the relationship because I cut the grass, and what I did was before I started cutting the grass, I put on a, I put, but set my watch to workout mode, so it would count my steps and how many miles I covered. Right now, I have to walk, cutting my garden because uh, I can't get a ride on lawnmower because uh, 
I, my friend had a ride on lawnmower and I went, he says, you want to put that in the garage for me? And I jumped on it, turned the key and nothing happened. And then I got off it again. And I said, that's fucking not working. So he jumped on, turned the key and she started first time. He went, fuck. So he turned it off, he jumped off, I jumped on, turned the key, nothing happened. Same again, he's on, starts, I'm on, nothing. Like, what the fuck? And then we realized that uh, ride on lawnmowers have a safety mechanism under the seat. So that if a child gets on this lawnmower, they're not heavy enough for the thing to actually start. So I'm not heavy enough to operate a ride on lawnmower because I weigh less than a fucking child. Uh, so I have to walk it. And it was just interesting. I thought, one of many miles you have to cover to cut my garden. You're all going to hate me. You're all going to think he is a dick. Four and a half miles to cut my lawn up and down. Four and a half miles. And I went, you know what? Yeah, I think maybe I'm the fucking posh one here. So I finished cutting the grass and I went, I was walking across the garden and uh, her dad has horses that live next door to us. <laughs> there are neighbors. Oh dear God. Uh, I'm go- I, pr- I promise Derry I'll be funnier. Uh, Oh, and if you come to my show, wherever we book it, I'll be funnier. Uh, fuck down the deck. But they'd get into the garden recently, and it's not how to understand about cultures. You know, you'd think when they go to culture school, the first thing they'd learn would be fences and how to keep your animals in. But they get out, but they left holes, and obviously one of them had decided to leave a perfectly Terry-shaped, fucking Terry's foot-sized hole. So my foot went down that, twisted over my ankle, and it, fuck, it was sore. Right. But the pain went away, and I thought, right, okay. So then I fucking played football with the lads, uh, two boys. Because, see, uh, while building my bar, my pop outside, the wee lad said to me, Daddy, would you build the goalposts? And I went, all right. So I built them goalposts, but they've been propped up against the side of the house for fucking months now. And it keeps on at me, would you put them up to put them up? So I went on Sunday morning, and I got the, uh, the rapid-setting concrete, dug two holes, Threw it in, put his goalposts up, and there we go. Uh, so he was like, penalty shootout, penalty shootout. So I said, you know what we'll do? We'll do a penalty shootout. Uh, you and your brother against each other, and I'll do nets. Because I used to do nets from a school team, right? I forgot how good a fucking goalkeeper I am. Oh, my God. You, it came to the same penalty. You want to see this save I pulled off for that. Do you know what? I have a video of it, right? That I've done. I'll put the link in the, in the description of this one this week. Go watch it. Honest to God, you'll get Italian Navy Packy Monner vibes from it. It was, oh my God, I was so proud of myself. Uh, and Patrick won the penalty shootout. He was giving her big legs to his bra and all the rest of the fucking, oh, it was fucking class. But that was, I mean, it was fine then. It was the next morning I got up and, oh my good Christ almighty, the fucking pain I was in. Uh, got up and downstairs, was killing me. I, had, I almost had to get Mrs. McHugh to put my socks on, but I thought, I'm no point in asking, I should not do it. Uh, agony. Went to my work though, fucking worked away, fucking our stock rooms upstairs, I was up and downstairs, fucking 15, 20 times now, you know what I mean? Fucking soldier on, because I'm a trooper. Uh, but I, there you go. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go on here for, I'm, I'm driving, and, uh, and it's weird because nothing eventful has happened on the drive whatsoever. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm driving up the dairy, and I haven't even made it to uh, Sand Mills yet. Uh, you know, if you know the fucking geography part of it, if you don't, you're sitting there, what the fuck's he talking about? Uh, you go, Oma Samuels, Straban, 
uh, and you're in there, I feel like you're, but it's a brick works in the night. I'm headlining, uh, and I'm, it's it's new stuff I'm doing. Uh, it's some old stuff that I've, I've, it's and some old stuff that I've reworked. Uh, but it was old stuff. See, I, I like to think I'm very high turnover material, so I'll do a bit for a while. I'll drop it very quickly. So it's stuff that I would have done maybe six, seven years ago on GX Tour exclusively and nowhere else. So I'm gonna, I'm sort of reworking that into this and all. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a bit fucking jittery about it because uh, I'm opening with a bit, and, and I'm, I'm having a bit of a clerical rant early doors, and I don't know how it's gonna go. Like they say, don't get up and do half an hour new material. Or, you know, start with some old bankers, then the new stuff, then some old bankers. But I'm sort of going all in. I'm closing with an old bit that I've done before. The problem with that is the, it's the final punchline, and it's like, good night, folks. That bit of material, I've seen it go one or two ways. I've seen it where I land the punchline, and the audience get it. They get it straight away, and it's like, oh, brilliant. And the laugh comes, and the realization comes, and it's all brilliant. I've also seen it where the audience don't make the connection to what's been said before and the realization doesn't come and they're just sitting looking at you slightly confused uh i'm sure some of them get it on the way home which is i'm sure is lovely for them but not so much for me so i know i'm a bit jittery about it but we'll see how it goes and uh, and you know what we'll do actually i'll come back on on the drive home i'll come back on and i'll tell you uh i'll tell you how it went but uh in the meantime, uh, this has been part one of Terry McHugh talking around the house in his car on the way to the show. Uh, I'll talk to you after the gig. See you later. So yeah, <clears throat> fuck. That was the gig. Uh, I'm in the car. I'm fucking going to hit a wall here. I'm in a rather tight space. I'm trying to get out. So yeah, gig's done. Uh, Brickworks, Derry, laughs at the loft. And I didn't realise that uh, it was a year ago... Uh, June last year, just the sort of COVID and stuff had ended, that uh, Brickworks started up again and people were allowed to come into the gigs and stuff. And uh, I headlined that night, apparently. And apparently it was good. But no, that was brilliant. The gig was lovely. Uh, audience were amazing. All the other acts were fucking brilliant. Uh, I was just a fucking re One of them gigs. You do gigs sometimes and you go and you do them and it's great and you go home. And you enjoy it. You enjoy them all, right? But sometimes you do a gig. And it reminds you why you do this shit. You know what I mean? And like, I see before a show, there's no point in talking to me, right? And, and the, like, other comedians around Northern Ireland must think I'm an ignorant bollocks, right? Because you can't fucking talk to me before a show. I'm just like, I'm running over my head. I'm thinking, you know, and I do, I sit going, going through everything that could go wrong. Uh, you know, and I'm fucking ready to do this here and do that there, and you know, and, I, and I'm just messing about in my head. And uh, you know, basically, I throw up the gig, I'd be shit myself. There's no talking to me, I'm a bag of nerves, there's no point in trying to have a conversation with me. So, I do, I'll probably come off as an ignorant shake, the other comedians. But it's just the way I am after a gig, fucking best, you know, no bother, chat away. But beforehand, it's like, don't, don't talk to Terry. Uh, there's people that know that, you know, what I mean, there's ones that are gigging me plenty, they know. Uh, Right, so my lads just walked right out in front of me. I've stopped to let him pass. Now he bollocks didn't even fucking wave. Uh, right, now I'm in a red light. Where the hell do I go from here? Down there and left. Uh, so no, it was brilliant. Uh, that gig's always brilliant. The brickworks is always lovely. Dairy audiences are always lovely. Uh, and yeah, I'm going home happy. New material worked. Uh, 
gotta go now, go home, sit down. And that's the problem when you've had a great gig, you go home, you go, go to bed, but you can't go to bed. It's so fucking hard to come down from that. Like, you know, so you end off going home and having a couple of beers, which is exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, so yeah, this has been uh, Terry McHugh talking around the house from his car on the way to and the way from a gig. Again, if you listen, thank you very, very much. Uh, like it, subscribe it. Uh, you can ask me stuff at Terry McHugh at terrymchughcomedy.com. Uh, and I will speak to you all again soon. Thank you very much.